0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby Tech Podcast episode. episode 91 might be a little sick but I can still drop a little episode on their ass I uh, hope everybody's doing well happy Friday we're back at it on a Friday I've had to push things back with the sickness I hope that's okay for everybody uh, I know probably for my guy Mitch it would have been okay because yesterday might have been a little bit of a conniption after the Bucs game, even though they did win, we'll talk about the Bucs in the middle of the show, talking confidence, talking about what the Bucs have to do to kind of earn back, let's say our trust, but just how get the vibes going in the right direction. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about uh, Packer narrative shifters uh, between LeFleur, Rodgers, a uh, couple other topics, and then uh, Brewers attendance, uh, whether it's going to be as bad as the internet outrage kind of makes it out to be. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that and all, all and more but uh Mitch, I'm sure I'm the last person to wish you a happy new year. But happy new year. <laughs> um, how's uh 2023 treating you so
1: far? So far, so good. So far, so good. Um just another year. I mean, <laughs> another year that clicks by. Hey right? man,
0: I don't know, man. Like I I I am I'm one that I'm pretty sensitive about age. Um I've probably talked about it on a Trucks Corner segment on a daily tap before, but like I'm going to be 35 at um, August and let yeah. me tell you, it's kind of, kind of kicking me in the dick right now a little bit. Like it's like eight months away, dude. I, but it's like the start of the year, you start just kind of thinking, retrospecting the whole thing. It's like, man, 35 is fucking old. Like I realized <laughs> that like, I realized that everybody just sort of acts younger these days. Like 40-year-olds act like 30-year-olds, 50-year-olds act like 40-year-olds, and so on, right? Like, I think the internet has done
1: that. Some well. 30-year-olds act like 40-year-olds. That is true.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah.
1: I would tend to agree with that, though, that probably uh, I people would people play, play down a little bit these days. I, was, I would say accurate age is a little overrated or a little bit just it
0: doesn't happen anymore. It's not necessarily something that goes on that often. But at the same time, you still have that thing of like, wow, I'm 35. And, you know, some of the thing, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. So anyways, uh, it's here and there. It's we're not here for therapy. Uh, But yeah, so uh, just, you know, a lot of thinking when you're uh, just staring at a wall uh, most of the day, you know, not having a TV (laughs) in the bedroom with the flu was, uh, was a bad decision. Although like, for a lot of it was one of those things where I'd be up for, Thirty minutes, forty minutes, and I'd be down for another another hour where I could barely look at like screens or anything. I'd be like, oh, this is just too much. Jesus so, Christ! Uh, I was bad, man. It was I was mm-hmm. in rough shape um, on Monday, and then and into Tuesday, and then Tuesday night I kind of started to rally. And you know, you had St. John's, uh, Marquette being St. John's, then you had uh, Giannis's double nickel. Kind of got got me going a little bit. Um, got so, the got the fucking juices flowing finally, huh? You, you bet, you bet. Nice. So and and thankfully, I didn't go down for the count before uh, the excellent Packer win. Uh, that was just something to marvel at. Uh, something that I, I think I don't know if we all saw it coming. Um, maybe not to that severity, right? But I think Packers had a lot of momentum. I think everybody and their mother, not just Packer fans, know the Vikings are a tad overrated. And the term frauds has been overused for the Vikings, but unfortunately it's it is what it is. Uh, you know, the Packers in 2019, um, I think it was 2019, right? Is that the first, first year? Yeah.
1: They yeah, had that
0: they had that year where their horseshoe was kind of right up their ass and everything broke their way. And they didn't really they were really that good, but everything just sort of fell into place. Rogers was excellent. Uh or no, Rogers was not even that good that year. He he's the MVP the next year. But it, they just found a way to keep winning football games until they got just dominated by San Francisco. And so Minnesota was kind of having that year, but to the extreme. And it was just an excellent win. And you another break goes the Packers way with Washington continuing to collapse. And you have the Packers with the ability to get into the playoffs. So before we talk about our topic, about narratives and how things have changed For basically a a month that everything has changed for so many people. Um, and we're gonna focus on four, which and you could honestly focus on ten if you wanted to. Um before that, just your thoughts on where the Packers are right now and kind of what like I would say, did you see it coming or like where were you when you and I might have I think we had this conversation back in no after that Philly game?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's been an impressive for the most part, run here, Um, you know, I mean, they've gotten themselves to a spot where they somehow control their own destiny. And that's not something I I believed in a month ago. Uh, But yeah, it's been been a hell of a hell of a just turnaround to this season. And I mean, maybe it kind of started with the Dallas game. um, But, you know, a couple of tough losses after that. But or at least one. And um, yeah, it's just it, it, I, I feel like it's, I don't know, like I, I guess you're getting, seems like you're getting a consistently good offense and the defense has also kind of played a little bit better on their end. And, you know, playing that complimentary football is not something that happened the first much, the first 10 or 12 weeks of the season. And now all of a sudden, you know, the Packers' golden horseshoe that just remains up their asses for the last 30 years um, is beginning to light up again. And, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then, and then as far as this week against Minnesota, I mean, no, you're right. It, I I kind of thought the Packers would win. I, I just think that, that it, it had been kind of trending that way. And it's in Lambeau. Minnesota is, I mean, obviously the, the data is, is is pretty clear as you laid out there. I mean, they're they're not the greatest twelve and four team, and uh, you know, even the Packers, as you mentioned in twenty nineteen, I mean, they were a little fraudulent, but they weren't this fraudulent like no. the Vikings are this year. No. I mean, they're they were they were a, a not a very good offensive team, probably doing enough defensively to to hang around, but um, then obviously yes, got throttled, but. Um, you know, yeah, when 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 Rodgers and, and the offense doesn't have a ton of pressure on them, I mean it's it's a little easier when you know Minnesota's giving you the game basically. Um I, I, I obviously still think the Packers win that game. It's I don't even know what the final score was, to be honest with you. 41 40, to three? 41 to 17. So Minnesota got
0: a couple garbage time touchdowns. Okay. um Packers' second team was in there uh, i think one of those touchdowns was from sean mannion if i'm not mistaken yeah. might, have been both, might have been both of them from sean mannion but regardless it it didn't matter and yes yeah. you know kirk cousins played a large role in that the fact that they lost their center and their right tackle to injuries is a huge part of this and yeah it, it but like that happens in all games I think the Packers. Well, got and the his... thing about
1: the Packers, Chuck, is that the Packers are one of the healthier teams in the yeah, league. I mean, all I of know. a sudden they've got, I mean, outside of like I know, Rashawn Rash- Gary, yeah, I yeah, mean, it's, I it's really, there's, there's nothing you can point at and say, well, we're missing that guy. I mean, yeah. Right. Rashawn Gary is huge, but yeah. Um, you know, they've had some guys step up too. So well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, it, that, that's literally half the battle in football. It, and, and the
0: other part of it, too is like you look at you, well I want to say on the on the Vikings part of it is you know I thought the Packers got so far in their head not just with Justin Jefferson but with everybody like they were they are bitching yet today about the turf and yeah. saying like they're gonna fight like what like the Packers had no problems on that turf had absolutely none like I don't I don't think that's how Lambo is in January how do you not know that you were there last January? It was bitter cold. It was much colder than what it was, you know, in this game. But, like, how are you not prepared for that? Again, in my opinion, that's on, like, the equipment staff. That's on Kevin O'Connell. Like, Kevin O'Connell needed to get his guys ready for being out in the cold, and he didn't. And that's on him and a young coach. And sometimes you see that with young coaches. They don't they don't exactly prepare for for the elements and don't understand, you know, kind of that, what that can be because it's not just – Hey, this guy looks cold out there. It's the footwork. It's the, you know, how, how are you gonna run the football? Or do you need to run the football more? You need to pass differently. You know, how why is Justin Jefferson so much worse on grass than he is on turf? Like how do you adjust to that? And you, you I don't think, think Kevin they,
1: O'Connell's ever ever been in a cold weather game? Fuck no. Went to San I, Diego State. Right I mean, played I mean, for New England. Point.
0: Yeah, I played for New but, England, but no, that's a good point. Like, you're right. I mean, there there is some of that where it's – maybe there's a little bit there, but I just think the Packers got – like, the Jair Alexander commentary, I think, permeated through the entire Vikings locker room. And and the, when saying it's a fluke to Jefferson, I think that it's kind of the fraudulent comment, the same kind of comments that we've been making all week. And so I, I just – I do – I do really, I'm not trying to be this like anti-Minnesota homer and be like so against Minnesota, but it's really hard for me to see the Vikings win more than one playoff game. I know they they might get the Giants in week, week wildcard week, but that's, Giants took them to the death three weeks ago. So Why can't they do that again? Um, it's going to be really interesting <laughs> to sort of see, but. We're moving on. We are on to the lions and obviously uh, it's a big game and it's a game where, yes, as you said, you when you're in and Packers could fall flat on their face and it would be a major disappointment. And I think we'd all be sad. Um, Packers are our four and a half point favorite. Uh, I think confidence from the fan base is sky high. Uh, and I think a lot of narratives have changed um, and we're going to go through a couple of them throughout the year and just where, where it is. And, I will caveat that even if the Packers were to lose, I, I don't think it changes that what we talk about these players unless for one, I guess, or one or two, it goes catastrophically bad. Matt LaFleur is first up. Um we uh we should start with Corbett. Let's start with Aaron, because everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers, aka Mr. Mallory Edens. Um mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was kind of left for dead. Uh was four and eight. Uh what was told, hey, maybe Jordan Love should be playing. You said it. And I and I, I will admit, like, I didn't think your take on, hey, let's let's have Love play in Chicago, see what happens. You win that game, great, and let him rest up. And then he plays against the Rams, and who knows? That was a take of yours, and I thought it was a good one. And that and you were not alone. There were a lot of people that wanted Aaron Rodgers stood his ground, got kind of over that thumb injury, it seems, and has you know, kind of revived himself a little bit and works in tandem do you think how much has
1: the narrative changed
0: for rogers and or is it just it's kind of still the same and the haters are going to be there at the end no matter what
1: well I think it's changed a little bit for for me um I think just the the work that has come to fruition with the young receivers and I guess the offense in general has been much more impressive than the last half of the season than it was to start. I mean, it, it, it felt kind of at the beginning of the year that they had almost, almost gone back to 2019, um, which yeah, a little bit. like, I, you know, as I'm thinking about it, like, of course, you know, you lost, you know, you're all worldwide receiver. And I mean, it was always going to take time. You know, we, we had talked since the draft, like, how long is it going to take Christian Watson and literally like fucking clockwork. It was like week 12, the guy like took (laughs) off. And, and after, you know, and and he's still, he's still, you know, always banged up and all that stuff. And you kind of got to kind of got to watch that, but he's been, he's been very impressive. And I just think that like Rogers has a big part in that, that he just kind of stuck with the guys and, you know, took his, shots at them through the media or whatever you want to call it shots is kind of a hard word but you know was hard on them in in the media and you know just i guess being the veteran leader that rogers is um sounds kind of weird to say but uh being being the leader that he is i think he's kind of you know turned that into his narrative a little bit the last few weeks the last month whatever basically the the duration of this run he's kind of turned himself into this like leader i feel like he's been i don't know like like the the body language or like the vibes are a lot better now i feel like with rogers i don't know he's he's, he's generally generally pretty even keel but it just seems like i don't know that he's playing with they, a little more piss i mean he's playing he's just playing with a little more he's pissed off like he's just
0: he looks excited he looks he he's emotional he's invested like He's finding guys open. You know, he's making, he's making the right moves. He's not, he's taking a few more chances. I think, I think that he, he's a little been a little bit of a slow starter. And I think that's part of the reason the offense has started slow. But other than that, like it's all been gravy. Like there's been a lot of noise made nationally that Rogers hasn't thrown for 300 yards. And like, I think it's like 14 games, honestly, who gives a fuck? I don't (laughs) care. I, I, I don't. Rodgers we're not playing fantasy football I, I don't care I'm not I don't have Rogers in a
1: DFS lineup like I care about wins yeah and, but you got to remember that that for a lot of people and especially media you gotta you gotta grade everything and judge everything you gotta remember that it, it's it's got to be pretty once in a while and right it really hasn't been but
0: yeah uh, but it's okay it,
1: It's that's kind of that's kind of where we're at now. I mean,
0: and he he just does enough. And I think he's made a compelling enough case with the relationships that have been bonded that you brought up of staying another year. I know people don't want to hear it. I know that a lot of people are ready to move on for love with love. But, you know, we'll see how this ride ends and we'll talk a lot about that. Um, Hopefully, if you know we get the chance to obviously I'm out next week and that's a bummer. But it, there are there are going to be there's going to be a lot of discussion, and we'll wait on that. But I I think Rodgers has built enough of a case to say, I belong for another year. And I don't know if the I don't know if the team agrees, um, but I at least that's
1: kind of how I feel about about Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, he he's gonna have he's gonna have the option. I mean, it's not like. I don't know. I mean, unless the contract, the contract is so big, Mitch. I just don't understand. I don't understand like
0: this idea that Russ ball and the other people in the Packers front office want to move mountains to figure out how to maneuver his contract and to really figure it out. Unless the deal is just too good. And they just are like, all right, we're ready to go on. And I, I even if,
1: even if they do trade him, there's going to be a, Significant dead cap hit, right? Like yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it has to happen after the first of 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 June. Like,
1: there's a lot of
0: reasons to make the move on Jordan Love instead and just draft a quarterback and go forward. Like, if you were to tell me, and I don't, I don't exactly think he's going to be a pro. I'll put to either guy of the national championship. I think Duggan could be a good pro. I don't think Sensenbrenner Bennett's going to be a good pro, but I. Could see him being a clipboard guy for a few years. Oh yeah. But if you drafted Stenson Bennett or Max Duggan next year and you traded Jordan Love, I don't hate it. Max Duggan, Packer fan, wears four for Favre. Um, study or no, he studies Aaron Rodgers. I think he is a Favre fan too, kind of like Heineke. Um, I I don't know. Just
1: Throwing it out there, like yeah. I mean, I, I like Max Duggan. I mean, we're getting in, we're getting into fantasy land here. No, no, but... no.
0: We, I mean, we can, we'll stay out, we'll stay on our stuff. But like, and and we have a lot. of fucking four months to talk about that stuff.
1: Um, oh, yeah. yeah,
0: I can, I'll go on for days about how the Packers aren't going to draft tight end in the first round. But that's again another story, another time. But <laughs> we'll just see with with love and where it goes. But stay with narratives. Joe Barry is a very interesting one because. Yeah, this was, the, this was the fear, right? If Packers <laughs> got hot, like, what do you do with Joe Barry? I saw another independent independent outlet talk about, well, should Packers now keep Joe Barry? And I'm like, um, I don't know. I would need a lot of reassurances and not necessarily in the media. Didn't ha- he didn't have to come out and say this, but I would need Joe Barry telling Matt LaFleur, like, hey, this is my defense now. I understand these guys. This is what we're going to do. I mean, not a lot of those guys are leaving. Not a lot of those guys are free agents to be. You might change out your safeties. They definitely need help there. But other than that, I think that's going to be probably your team next year defensively. So, I,
1: I was well, so there's, there's like. A, there's a, a ton of talent. And right for, for a large chunk of the season, it's underperformed and i mean i would say that there's a there's <laughs> you can pretty much go down the list um with main main culprits being jair alexander i know that he was uh fine against justin jefferson he was um, more than fine man. well okay okay he was good so so he, he he channeled the shit talk and um which i appreciate and because I I did try to get a rise out of you guys uh, a couple of days before the game <laughs> about Jair talking shit and being a dumbass and um, yeah, yeah I guess he backed it up you know uh, obviously had some help it's kind of hard not to but um, for for chunks of this season he's been frustrating
0: I, I think he uh, was a, I to just to jump in and I'll let you keep listing guys but like I think he was afraid to tackle for a while oh god like, yeah. I think he I think he didn't want to get hurt. Like, I think he felt like he's like, I got paid all this money and I don't want to get hurt. And whether it's a internal thing and like, I don't want to let the guys down or it's, I don't want to, I don't want to have another year like on the IR and, and do that. And I don't know if it was Jerry gray. I don't know if it was his agent. I don't know if it was just his own internal was like, all right, you gotta, gotta change this shit up, man. You gotta do something a little different here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, been a little bit more aggressive, but you know, safeties obviously are gonna have to be looked at. You know, Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, those guys that, you know, they they move stuff around to to, to keep them. Uh, you know. Campbell though,
0: I mean Campbell came back in the Bears game and they haven't lost since. I mean, that's I mean he hasn't done anything spectacular. I think he had the interception against him in Miami. But like that has to be – that has to mean something, right? Like And yeah. Walker's development and Devontae Wyatt's now coming on and getting a chance to play. And, you know, I, they're so much better without Dean Lowry out there. Like, yeah. you know, Dean, Dean Lowry, bless his heart, guy's going to be in the Packer Hall of Fame probably or just the guy who is at a fucking quick trip. Um, no way. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I could see that. I mean, yeah, I could definitely see him, you know, grinding on some radio station somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, it's For for 15 years. It's Lonnie and Lowry, uh, 1230 uh, WQC5. If you listen to like, there's stations in Green Bay that like, I'm pretty sure former Packers that I've never heard of. Oh yeah. That would actually, that'd be a great,
0: great topic that I might just need to do one time is just go through, go through all the big cities, see how many former Packers there are and see if I know all of them and see what the, what the count is. Because I'm sure it's a lot.
1: I'm sure, it's more than I think there is Um, of like former Packers on on radio and TV and stuff. Yeah, no, or... just yeah, to
0: do like a local, that do everyday radio or you know, it's not just guest appearances and shit.
1: Well, it's probably not very many outside of Milwaukee. Yeah, I yeah mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe Dubai. it's less. Maybe it's less than I think. I um, don't. I don't think a, a Podunk town and Rhinelanders can afford. You know. Yeah, they can't. I mean they can't what, get uh... what happened what happens is they, they do hits and stuff yeah so they'll so they'll do like like I know like Bill Ferrario did stuff like that forever and I think he just got in trouble no yeah. um, but also like Brady Papinga did some stuff for a while yeah I don't know just yeah throughout yeah. the years that, that, that would be a heck of a heck of a list
0: Oh yeah. Or just the former Packers that are welcome back. I always I do like that guys just want to retire a packer, like Haha Clinton Dix the other week. Like I didn't really think Haha had a memorable stint as a Packer, but wanted to retire as one. They were like, Yeah, fine. And he got to retire as one. And I think that's really cool. And, you know. But back to Joe Barry. Um, so what do you like what what is this change like can he still I... re- I guess can he still ruin his narrative, Mitch? Let's 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 ask that question. <laughs> can like can it still I, be the same narrative before it's all said and done?
1: I think it can I mean, I think most people are done with the guy. Um, I just I just don't know if the Packers are done with him. You know, it's it, it's one thing for fan outrage, but like, look at how long it took him to get rid of Dom Capers. I know. Um, you know, Mike McCarthy, for that matter, and. It's just again the Packers are very reactive, and um, it's only a second year. I just, I don't know. Unless you're Ray Rhodes, you, you you pretty much get a nice long leash, and it has turned around enough probably to save his ass. Now I'm not saying that that means I'm happy about it or fans should be happy about it, but I just I just think what what the fans want and what the team generally does. Is not very, you know, the, the Packers are not typically an aggressive or or um, proactive franchise. It's just, I don't know. He, 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 I'm I, sure he, he'll, he'll get at least one more year.
0: I think if, if for some reason they get lit up by Detroit and it's like a 35, like say Packers was 35 to 24 or something like that. I it, It'll be hard. I think that'll be a really hard thing. For Matt Lafleur to be like, yeah, Joe Bear's coming back.
1: So because well, you've said this a lot this year, where it's like if they give up a shit ton, of, and then they do, and like I yeah. mean, nothing happens. It's like Detroit probably I, will score thirty points. Oh, I
0: I will take your money on that. I do not think that's no. I don't think yeah. so. No, I. Yeah, I mean listen, probably not
1: because it's an outdoor game.
0: But it's out Jared, Jared Goff in the cold is like. It's not, it's not, but good. they're He's like, a they're fucking legit, dude. Like, no, I, I mean... I'm not, I'm not doubting. I just, Jared Goff has really, really struggled in the cold. Like you can't, it's not just small sample size, right? Like it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, he sucks. like a baseball. It's like, he sucks against lefties and it's like, oh, but he only has hundred at bats. i like, we're like, eh, maybe, but it's like the, the proof is in the goddamn pudding. Like we've seen it. Like we know Jared Goff can't handle the cold. And he's not been that good away from Ford Field. Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, is really good. He's probably has it over Joe Barry. I would say. That said, like I just, I I don't. I'd be surprised if it was thirty plus and it was a shootout, um, because it's a visual game. It's a January game. Maybe that's just old boomer football guy in me, but who knows? We'll see. Um, and. Yeah, I know I've said that, and I, I probably overused it. And
1: I appreciate you calling me out on it, and I'll try to not use it again. <laughs> well, um, it's fine, but uh, no, I, I just, no, that's I, no, I would, good. I would it's be good. that'd be the first time in my life the Packers ever fired somebody, except for Mike McCarthy, like immediately after a game. I mean that. I, I wouldn't say it's that had, that it's that like had gotten t- so so bad with McCarthy I, that I think it would be had a t- no choice. It'd be like a Tuesday, right? Wednesday
0: clean out your lockers being like Joe Barry was relieved of his duties or the week after. Um, yeah, I just – I'm not saying it's immediately after. I'm not saying it's like, yeah, he just tell him to leave. I'm just saying it's – you got it. like, I do think, and again, when we do our exit interviews and we finish up the Packer season, one of the big things that sticks out is that Green Bay needs to be a little more proactive. They can't sit on their hands so goddamn much. And the Keyshawn Nixon thing, it's been great. It's been exciting. But there's that little part of you that's like, this could happen three, you know, it's happened a month ago, a month earlier yeah. than when Keyshawn took over. And you stuck with Amari Rogers. and I understand he's a draft pick, and I, I get all of that. That said, like, Howie Rose betrayed traded Jalen Rager for absolutely nothing to the, to the Minnesota Vikings because he knew Jalen Rager was trash. He was a first-round yeah. pick. And Howie Roseman was like, I'll take the L, right? <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take the L.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 big in sports. Doesn't happen yeah. enough. No, it doesn't, for sure. And, and that's very
0: true. Let's talk about Brian Gutekust. Um, I think I was hard on Brian uh, just middle of the year. I did this whole big podcast about how, really built this case, that Brian Gutekunst should be, you know, fired. And I was like – or just really re-examine, maybe not fired, but just like, let's, are we sure? And I was critical of some of his draft picks. And what did you know? It? Brian Gutekus has had probably maybe his best draft of as a Packers GM so far. Um, it's just through yeah. the roof, right? And I I have to eat a lot of crow and it's, it's somewhat similar to the run table year when I was still blogging and that was still a thing I called for McCarthy's head at four and six I was like, he's lost the team, like it's over. And yeah. And then they they went on to do what they did. And so it's it is similar in that regard. And I um I I have to re-examine myself say, like, all right, maybe you just gotta give it a little more time. I still I still will hold his feet to the fire on the Amari stuff. I still think they didn't do a good enough job in terms of a succession plan with Devontae Adams. Um, even though Watson and Dobbs worked out, the stopgap should not have been Sammy Watkins. should have been someone a little bit better than that, someone with a little more juice. But yeah, I, I, I have to think, I'm not alone in this, like, hey, I have to think differently about Brian Gutekunst.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, when you originally shot me over the topic, I thought about Gutekunst might have been the guy that probably maybe saved his ass. I mean, Again, yeah, no. He's he's got he's got a nice long leash. I think you know, he's obviously he's been pretty very, very successful as general manager. So um, you know, I, I'm not saying he was he was on the hot seat per se, but like it just shows in the NFL, like if you have one good draft, I mean, you can be good for a couple of years. I mean, it just it just kind of sets you up. Maybe one good free agent signing, uh one and then a good draft and, you know, you get a handful of impact players or whatever, which he has. And, you know, it can, it can course correct a lot of stuff. And, and, you know, probably for me, it's either between Rogers or Goody who's, who's kind of saved their, their narrative, if you will, uh, this season the most. And I I was kind of thinking it might be good against more just because, yeah, as you kind of laid out there, the the the, the torches and pitchforks were, were coming, and I don't know, I don't know if they are now. I, I you know because it's hard to it's hard to the, because the, the, like, Devante, the, like the way they got do- bullied by Rogers and whatever happened with Devontae you know, is going to be a great documentary someday. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, the way they've turned the season around, I think, kind of kept people at bay for. It should now until, yeah. you know, whatever happens in the playoffs, we'll, we'll wait and see should it get to that point, but, God willing. But you're but you're so spot on about, like, one
0: draft, right? And one draft making making oh, the yeah. difference and setting you up for success. And then the opposite, right? A couple bad drafts, fuck you. Like, look at the New England Patriots. Like, yes, the Patriots yeah. have a chance in the playoffs, but if you and I are doing a Patriots podcast. We're and like, some horrendous you- free agent signings. Right. And they had to compensate because they had those bad drafts. Right. And so it's like, if you don't have that, like that would be what the Packers might have to do here in the next couple of years. And course, correct. Now they've hit on free agents. They've done all right there. And so, but now they kind of, they can pick their spots, whether it's drafting to say, I would like them to if perfect world. And we can, again, we have months to talk about this stuff, but get a safety, but also draft a safety I think would be, a great choice, but I don't know. Maybe they think Tyree Carpenter, who was a safety at Georgia Tech, seventh round pick, he's playing special teams. A lot of them involved. Is he a starter? I don't know. Maybe, uh, I at this point, I don't know. Rudy but Ford, like, yeah, Rudy Ford. I, I don't know if Rudy Ford's a full time safety. Maybe I do worry he has a little now. Sewell's been better, but like it's a little bit of a Sewell thing where it's like it was might be a little bit flash in the pan, but like Kingsley and, and Gabare, which have part trouble pronouncing his name with my uh my sickness. He he's been awesome. Like he filled the void for Rashawn Gary as best as he could. And now sets you up where I don't think there is this like immediate need to draft an edge rusher right in the first round. I think you probably should get one early, but you don't need one immediately. And that's awesome.
1: Yeah. You you that's one of those premier positions where you probably wouldn't hurt to take you know, by day sometime by day two. Oh yeah. You know, of the draft. No, they will um, I think they will. I think there's a lot of talent at
0: that, at that. But yeah, Gudacoos, I'd i agree between Gudacust and Rogers, I think it's it's neck and neck on who sort of, you know, helped their narrative. Last guy, I and mean, then we, we gotta go talk about the buck. Uh real quick on Matt LaFleur. I, I think with LaFleur's narrative, it's it's really simple. It's just he was able to sort of get, kind of shed this idea that they're not tough, that he's not a tough coach, right? That, oh, they they give in and they, you know, they're, they're going to just give up when shit goes bad. And it's like, I don't know, man, if you're four and eight and, and it, everything's looking against you and you're going to give up, you're probably a six and 11, maybe at best seven, seven and 10 team. We're going to do that. And I have to give them a lot of credit for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as LaFleur, I you know, again, he's super tied to Rodgers, obviously had no other quarterback and he he you know, he came on kind of been riding the coattails. I, I do think that the narrative was and possibly still is that you know, he's kind of Rodgers' lapdog a little bit or um kind of a pushover and I guess when you know, winning cures everything. And when they've, when they've gone on this run, it is, it it's appeared that, you know, LaFleur is a little bit has more of a backbone, I guess, than, than it seemed before. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, it's a little bit Joe Barry esque with LaFleur where I, I don't know how much has changed in the last month. Um, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've come out and been prepared to play. A, oh, a little you, bit more often.
0: You don't think that people who are like, "Oh, Lafleur isn't tough. Lafleur isn't that good of a coach." You you think that they're no, not that good of a coach. I do
1: have some friends who think Lafleur is not a good coach, which is laugh all yeah, out bad. See, I don't get that. I mean, it's I, I don't either. That's how I am with like counsel, where it's like everybody thinks he sucks, and it's like, no, oh, this dude is doing really good <laughs> with what he has. Right. You know, I mean, Lafleur. I guess you could say. I guess I'm willing to listen, just because he's got such an awesome quarterback and you know such a successful quarterback to hang his hat on. But that's but that's that's every coach. I mean, you know, it's every
0: every coach has every coach has a good quarterback. Look
1: at Belichick. Belichick walked on water um, two months ago, and now (laughs) you know you listen to Simmons. It's like Belichick needs to retire immediately. And well, it, like ruining his about, legacy. How about, how about like
0: Brandon Staley, right? Like Brandon Staley was yeah. on his way out. And now if like the Chargers look at one of the best teams in football, probably the team you don't want to face in the AFC at uh, the cliche term. If Justin Herbert takes Brandon Staley to the Super Bowl, is Brandon Staley suddenly a good coach? I mean, someone he's going to have to make some decisions to get them there, but if Herbert's like just goes to that level that I think people want him to get to, <sighs>
1: Is that Herbert or is that Staley? Right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to segue, but the Bucks won a title in 2021, and was it Coach Bud or was it Giannis? I mean,
0: uh, I was trying not to laugh because when I laugh, I cough, and it's like, man, you're that's so good. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think it was it was a little bit of both, right? It was, right. Uh, it, and I think that's for a lot of cases, a little bit and, of both,
1: but probably more the player,
0: right? And. Right now, the Bucs are in an interesting spot. I talked about them yesterday, just on how weird a week it's been, uh, just with the day off against the Wizards on January the first, then the Giannis double nickel game, then last night, which should have been a really ga- a game to hang your hat on, honestly, even with all turnovers, like do, you've really struggled against Toronto. You're down Drew and Chris, and then it just all falls apart. And I was like, you know. It's it's tough. And a friend of the program, Eric, you know, tweeted out the Bucks are one game out of you know first place in the East with all the bad shit that's happened in the last uh, two weeks. I'm paraphrasing his tweet. Yeah. And it's like, and I and I did I saw that after my podcast topic yesterday about that I this is like the least confident I've been in the Bucks uh, so far the season. It's not saying that I don't think they can win a title. I still do. I still believe in that 100. percent but am I am I being a little bit of a loser, Mitch? And like, should I not be so like in the dumps about the Bucks? Or are you are you kind of feeling the same way as I? Am?
1: Well, they haven't played well in I don't know two months, so <laughs> I mean it's kind of no, I'm just kidding, but kind of. Um, yeah, it's just I, I still feel pretty good overall. It's just been such a. They said on the on the ESPN broadcast last night that. Our big three has only played together 69 minutes this season. So that's
0: that's three absurd. Games. That's absolutely I mean, absurd.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I wish I had it in front of me. I don't know how many – all three of them have played. It's got to be less than 10. And that's keeping me optimistic. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Middleton. Um, this – you know, it is what it is. I do know that when he came back and played, it looked real good to me. But um, we'll see. I, I don't know. But I, I it, mean,
0: I think I think a lot of it comes down to is Chris got a wrist injury as he was rehabbing a knee. And he got involved with pickleball, whether you believe that or not, stuff we've heard. And, and that's how he heard it. And that kind of ruffled some feathers maybe. And he just – and he wasn't probably able to train his knee the way that he should. And because of that. Well, I don't that, understand
1: if you hurt your wrist, why how are you out of shape?
0: Yeah. I, basically what I'm saying is like the wrist prevented like your – like the full rehab of that knee is what I'm what I'm kind of getting at.
1: Yeah, that could be. That could so,
0: be. So, yeah, I, I think it, it just keeps you going that you're going to – that that North Star at some point is going to – it's all going to click. And it's all going to come together. And the Bucks are going to look like this mashing unit that I think we expect them to be and that we know they can be. And I I think it's just this.
1: Yeah. The the shooting has been horrible. Oh God. Um, And what's funny is I actually have some of the numbers in front of me. And I mean, I I was thinking it, it had been, you know, couple of weeks since they even shot like 30% from 3. That's not true. Um but it has been like since they've been more than 40, it's been like 2 weeks. Yeah. Um and some of these games it's been, you know, the Minnesota game the other night that we watched together. I mean, that was there's just been some really bad stretches. Um, you know, and all your role players outside of I mean, Bobby's been good on paper but I don't know. Yeah. There's still some, there's still some weird stuff there. The Listen defense man, really The defense is eyes. awful. Like I I want I'm you know
0: I wondered yesterday is this a little Bill Hawley? like did he cash out and and oh, you know I mean I don't know about that. Just just asking mean, the
1: question. I mean he's still playing, he's still competed um but I think it's a little human nature to maybe take the foot off the gas a bit. I mean, when you, no, for sure. when, you, when you get a contract, I'm not really defending him, but you know, let's just wait and see. It's also, yeah, totally. you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, you gave a four 40 year 49 million dollar contract to a guy who, I don't know if you can play him in every playoff series. I mean, can you, can you trust it? I mean, every team has a guy like that, but um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. The defense has been bad. Three point shooting, I can tell you it has not been good. I don't know what the numbers are, but no, look how many double-doubles he has, Charlie? They're, they're – well, to just pivot back to the team, they're the
0: worst three-point shooting team in the first quarter. Like, they just can't get – they can't get going. Like, I'm somebody who doesn't watch a ton of first quarters. I just don't think they matter. I think they can influence you in ways where it dilutes your opinion on the game. Um, again, it's another story for another time. Uh, <laughs> big, big games. Big games I, I do tune in, you know, start to finish. But I, that's, that's a problem, right? That you can't start hot that way. Like I, even as an anti-NBA first quarter guy, I can still tell you, like you need a couple nights where you come out six for nine or come out five for five for 11, right? And Bucks aren't doing that. And yeah. I think those are the type of things that will start building some of that goodwill towards the Bucs again, where it's like, all right, yeah. This team, you know, kind of needs to be taken seriously, and they have a lot of opportunities to kind of make their mark. Right? You have the Heat twice; um, one of them on ABC. Granted, that's at noon in Miami on a Saturday. Um, you can't necessarily expect too much. Atlanta's on ESPN. Um, you and it's not that like you need to do it on a national on a national stage, but it helps. It does. It just it just does. You're playing a lot of good teams here after Charlotte. And there are just going to be opportunities to really sort of make that sort of thumbprint on like, hey, don't forget about us and know yeah. what we what we're about. And I hope that it's going to be at least Giannis and Drew. And i I said it yesterday and I'd love to hear what you think. But it's like, I'm ready to just say, you know what, when Chris comes back, Chris comes back, but I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to say I don't, I'm not putting a date on it. And we'll just say we'll check in every week. If he's back, great. If he's not, okay. And just when he's back, he's back. And I hope he's gonna be great when he's back.
1: Yeah. I just again, you don't you don't even really know what's all wrong or what's what's going on right? just because it's I don't know. I've lost track of why guys are missing games. Um I really would like to see uh the man games miss that again. Um I don't know. We we were second behind the Magic, but that was probably a month ago, and and I don't know. I, I wonder just how many teams are getting by with without their top two players uh, on a on a fairly regular basis at all. I mean, Drew Drew did play, came off the bench, which is a just again um, drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah, like if you're gonna play him, start him. Jesus Christ um but i you know whatever and otherwise yeah he hasn't played much last week or so but um once those guys are back you know then i think we can have a little more serious discussion about um you know where where they're at i mean i mean look at the east it's it's completely jumbled back up and you know that's kind of what sucks is like now that Brooklyn is on a fucking tear and the Cavs have have maintained basically that Cavs have Cavs have their fair share of tough losses and bad losses. I don't know if they've blown double-digit leads with two minutes left in a couple games, but, um, <laughs> you know, they lost to Indiana. And I know Indiana's solid, and the Bucks will probably won't win a game against them this year, but yeah. um, probably won't win a game against the Heat. Probably ah, the heat, the heat are uh, the heat are this is a different heat team, man. Like,
0: I know it's the heat and they always seem to give us trouble, but
1: they are. Well, I, was, I knocked, was told Toronto, Toronto wasn't very good either. I, they so, weren't. We, we were, up I know. They by, we were, we were up. God, by, we, they should have lost that game.
0: Oh I my mean. God. Do you, do you think like, do you, do you think JJ Redick and Richard Jefferson gave Scotty Barnes a hug after the game? Like, do you think they Probably. both collectively gave him a hug? Probably. Or like, it's okay? Saying. That was so yeah. weird. Like, I, I don't mean to bitch about the podcast. I'm not even going to acknowledge JJ Reddick's hate for Giannis. I guess I did. But it was just, I've never, and I know those guys are like player empowerment dudes. They're former guys who played.
1: But it I was don't so think JJ Reddick
0: hates Giannis, but you, you, yeah. can, you yeah. can continue. Yeah, whatever. Hey, it's not that, whatever. I could do it. We could do an entire segment on that. But it's like he was they were like basically like solely the fact that like they were like coaching Scotty Barnes from the I broadcast. Know. I was like what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I
1: know.
0: Like you're that not was weird. You're not sitting with Drake on the fucking
1: quartz guy. Like Yeah, that was kind of weird. It was. The other the we other got, one that got me recently was a uh, nice voice crack. The oh, other one that like, got me recently was uh, uh Simmons didn't have Giannis on his first team all NBA. It was like did hear that from Bill? Um, that is Giannis's first team all NBA until further notice. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's right it.
0: You can't like
1: but Giannis... he had Tatum on there and then and then he was like, "Whoa, Giannis, uh, uh, he's like he's like I guess you'd take Tatum off then or something." And it was, was like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably unfortunately, dude. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Giannis and and Jokic are running this
0: fucking league in terms of a big man.
1: When like w- when, when Tatum gets his ring, then we can talk.
0: Yeah? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I did find the like it's a chart here um, in terms of man lost. Um, it's on Twitter. They you got to actually pay to like get like the actual data, which is crazy. Um, the Bucks are like hanging around as one of the top teams. They're lumped in there with Memphis, Cleveland, right past Miami, and New Orleans is like right behind them. But Brooklyn, Philly. Are all kind of in the back. Boston, kind of in, you know, behind. So it's it's very interesting to see see kind of where that well, where that Boston kind of lay
1: is. lays. Has has been very healthy. I mean, right, just the Rob Williams, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's been it for them. But yeah, I,
0: we'll see. I hope that I don't come back to like another four game road losing streak uh, when I get back from Mexico because that would not be fun. Um and maybe I'll get to get to tune in. Uh, get some uh, get some time to watch the uh, the Bucks since I'll have a couple of national games in there. But we'll just we'll just have to see on that.
1: Yeah, I, 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 they play Charlotte on Friday. Yep. Tonight. And yeah.
0: Do you think Giannis rests tonight?
1: I don't think so because he just rested on
0: Sunday. Yeah, that was my thought, and I was like, "You kind of need to win this game because you're going on the road. You haven't really been that good on the road, so it's like, kind of. I know Charlotte's not good, but gotta kind of win this one."
1: Yeah, it's fucked up where we played 15 of the first 20 at home, I know, and now we've probably played 15 of our next 20 on the road.
0: Yeah, we yeah. had a we had a really brutal stretch. This is the only like, and actually, what's weird is. I think I counted this uh, right at the start of the month, but we—I think we're even in terms of uh, home and road. Like we—we we actually do it; it evens out uh, for the month. So it's just a long, it's just a week road trip, and they do the weird stack thing where you just spend two days in Miami. I mean, but if I was anybody, if you're spending two days in Miami in the middle of January and you're in Milwaukee, like it's gonna feel like heaven.
1: Yeah, although it's been pretty decent here, but
0: yeah, yeah, you're right. Can't, can't really complain besides that besides that one weekend right all right
1: let's bad
0: uh very interesting they uh decided to not do on deck um it led to some pitchforks like everything else has and I posted a tweet got a little attention I don't always like to use my tweets as topics. Cause I'm not that important having the keg on Twitter. If you don't follow already. And what I said was this, uh, this brewer season is going to be a great case study on how much online disdain matters in real life. Brewer should be one of the worst attended teams in baseball, judging by the fan base, who is as about <laughs> as spoiled as any in pro sports. What do you, wow, what do you, think?
1: that's uh, it's aggressive. Um, uh, yeah, oh yeah. I we can talk about the spoiled stuff at another time. I
0: I just mostly am like, are people actually going to not go to games because they have with what they're saying on 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 the internet, on Twitter and Facebook and all this other shit, or are they just uh, all internet tough guys?
1: I don't think it. I don't think it is going to matter. I think it's the attendance is going to be just fine because you have to remember, Charlie. Uh, these people care enough to bitch. And that means they're probably still going to go to games, still going to follow. They are, you know, going to stand out there and drink, drink beers out of beer bongs and stuff in the (laughs) parking lot on a, on a Saturday afternoon in in July. And, you know, people are, they care enough to complain. And that's, that's the big thing. Look at 2012 Milwaukee bucks. People didn't give a fuck. I mean, apathy is, is the worst thing that, that a sports franchise could have from its fan base. At least people still care enough. Now what's next though, would, would be, would be my question after what, where we're at now, it's apathy. And that's, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what it would take to um turn it around. Um, I think a significant splash move at some point, I'm not saying like a huge free agent, but like when your teams and in, in contention at the trade deadline maybe don't trade one of your best players for nothing yeah I, I, I think if, if you do the opposite i think things will be just fine
0: listen i i mean we've talked i i don't know how many how many podcasts we've done i'm talking about josh Hader, but it's like i think we all know that the brewers fucked that up i think we yeah. all know
1: that and again i'm Bre- not talking just about josh Hader. i like this is this has been you know five years of this garbage of of um Just mediocrity.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. They, me, wait. So you're saying because they've made the playoffs, besides the COVID year, they've made the playoffs in every year but last year. And you're saying that that is mediocre compared to other small market teams who are barely lucky. Like the Royals, I'd rather be the Brewers than the Royals. The Royals have a World Series. The Royals won a World Series and haven't done dicks since. You want to be that? And now I have to Mm -hmm. go begging to their fan base about oh we need a new stadium and you haven't won a goddamn thing since 2015 you want to be the fucking royals i think they did get the world series sure banners fly forever but
1: i i, I get it okay like, so me- mediocre is not yeah word. I, that's I, that that's I, a buzzword I, yes they did win I, 96 I, games I, right uh yes. last year or in twenty twenty one, I should say, right? But then, like, but then, got embarrassed in the first round. Sure,
0: they ran um, into a fucking red hot Braves team that won the goddamn fucking World Series. So it's not yeah. like it's not like they like. I can't help that. I'm sorry. Like the Brewers can't help that. They can't help who they play, right? And I, and I like.
1: Well, I, no, they the, can't. They can't help but they who they play. But you know, they could be a little more prepared.
0: Sure, sure. They should have been. They should have seen what the Braves were doing at the deadline and got more involved and made sure. And one of my bigger complaints that that year was that the Braves kept adding the Braves kept finding new things and they, their asses were in the jackpot because Ronald Acuna went down with an injury and they kept finding different guys to keep making themselves better. And the Brewers didn't do that. And I, they trusted their pitching too much and it bit, it bit them in the ass, and Eduardo Escobar, for some reason, Craig Council, or the or front office didn't want to use him, and he wasn't used nearly enough. And there, you know, there lies part of the problem. And
1: well, when you're when so, you're so obsessed with platoons, I mean, that's what's going to happen, even though he's a fucking switch hitter.
0: So right, uh, and and so I I guess like I you're right. I don't yeah, think it,
1: the I, I, don't, I think it's a lot of, a lot of Twitter tough guys for sure.
0: No, because I just, I, and it's not just Twitter, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's everywhere, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, right.
1: It's and,
0: and now the, I know, sorry, the fans, the fans sort of think like, oh, they're not doing on deck because of us. And I, at some point I kind of thought about that, then I looked at it and basically from a Reddit post, it's like, and Reddit is Reddit. It It's an online forum. It's completely anonymous, but it's like someone I know with the Brewers, everybody hated it. Fans hate, or yeah. players hated it. Uh, you know, the the management hated it. The fans were crabby. The lines were long. Was stuffy. Didn't want to be there. So the COVID gave us a great excuse to be like, yeah, we're we're just gonna do something different. And yeah. that's that's what they're trying. We'll see. I,
1: as someone who's never been to on deck, I could care less. Um, I mean, just personally, I, or I couldn't care less. I guess is what people should be saying. Yeah. Um, but that's absolutely what it is. I mean, it's. Covid gave, yeah, Covid gave them an excuse to to get rid of it, and it ain't coming back. Right. Uh, they're
0: gonna keep trying different shit. I, I think doing it at Dugout Fifty Four is ambitious. I guess they do have that downstairs. I guess in that in, in that bar, and that would not have been my first choice for uh, where I would have done that around the Blue mound area for it. But I be mean, good for them. And it's on a Wednesday, which is interesting. Like right after Martin Luther King. Like I've, I have a junior day. So at, people can't really take off of work because most people, some people have off on that Monday. I don't know. It's, it's unique. Um, I don't know if I would call it exactly what I would do, um, but they do have to try to sort of bring fans back and we'll just sort of see how they do it. I do think they will, we'll just have to monitor attendance. have to see whether it's going to matter too. Right. Like, if it's nice in April, everybody's going to be out there. Everybody's going to be wanting to go to baseball games. But if it's shitty and the Brewers are off to a slow start, no one's going to care. Um, yeah. and, it, and, too, if you have a chance to go to Bucks game, playoff game, you're probably going to a Bucks playoff game instead. So, yeah,
1: I, I mean, I don't know. Let's see what the rotation ends up being now that you got Wade Miley back and, uh, bryce wilson in the mix i think
0: i think bryce wilson's just a Nashville arm i don't think i don't think there's anything more than that probably i think with wade miley uh i i think we said this after the renfro deal i think i think they i think they just (laughs) i think (laughs) sorry no it's okay i think they want as many starters as possible so that they don't have jason alexander experience again i think that like and it wasn't just Jason Alexander. Um, they had just had way too many injuries with pitchers last year, and they didn't have enough starting depth, you know, overall. And it, it kind of hurt them, and part of the reason why they didn't make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, their their pitching staff as a whole, um, they've got some more depth. You know, they got Jansen Junk from Anaheim in the uh, – right. The retro deal, who's I, I think uh underachieving prospect, and they got Pioms in the Wilson Contreras trade. You know, yeah, I mean the pitching is gonna gonna be real solid, minus you know Jason Alexander experience, and hopefully, hopefully Eric Lauer can string together two good months, and uh, you know, tell us about not, it if a, he does. That's a nov- uh, yeah, that's a novel idea. Um, and like Aaron Ashby takes another step, and you know he gets consistent. I mean, you're gonna kill me, if, you know, if I point out his win loss record. But uh, that no, definitely wasn't good. And, did you see?
0: Did you see McAlvey predict that he'd be a setup guy? Really? No, yeah. I did not. I think McAlvey said that Ashby would become the setup guy. That he did like 23 predictions for 2023. Didn't think they were gonna make the playoffs. But also noted that he thought Ashby would be a. I didn't read it all, but I saw some of the Twitter stuff. And I was like,
1: I could see him being like the old hater role. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean,
0: you just paid him all that money. So it's like, uh, do you, do you, you know, what you got to
1: you gotta find a way for? That's what they did with Freddie. Remember, Freddie went to the bullpen for yeah, no, a year or two, didn't he? And then all of a sudden, no. it's like, oh, he's a starter again. And he, you know, it's been good. So. Maybe, maybe that's what happens, and you know, because I mean, they're going to have to figure out that that spot for sure. Um, I guess yeah. As we talked today, I don't, I don't know who who would do it.
0: Um, oh, I yeah. The the bullpen, bullpen's a little bit suspect.
1: Not gonna, not it's, gonna it's sure an, it. it. It's in flux. It's in flux, if you will. But it's, but I feel fair. like it's, you can you could. Well, Matt Bush, they still have Matt Bush, don't they? Oh God. I mean, just figure that out fucking guy.
0: Figure yeah, out Matt.
1: You talk yeah. about needing 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 another pitch. I mean, fastball or curveball. I mean, that. Yep. No. You know I coming.
0: look. I know. I I I fully I fully know it's it's very frustrating to watch Matt Bush, and they're going to have to figure out a way a way to use Matt Bush a little bit differently this year, or to work on how he structures his pitches. Like, I think that's a major headline of, you know, where where we are with Matt Bush because, yeah, it's it's
1: not great. Right. Because I was, I'm looking at the... They have Bryce Turang as a third base, well, second and third base depth chart on the Brewers' website. So I roster resource who's, they now, uh, they
0: got bought by FanGraphs. I was looking for it as I was talking to you. They project, like, projected lineups and stuff like that. So right now... They have Yelich, Willie Adamas, Perez, Contreras, Jesse Winker, Darius, Mitchell, Tarang, or uh, Taylor and Terang. That is a young team. That is I tell you that's it's different than what we've had.
1: Uh, yeah, it's younger. I mean, if you I don't, somehow come up with a veteran third baseman, I don't know. I think, found- was, I, think I heard uh something from Sparky saying. Evan Longoria, you signed for four million with the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Brewers couldn't do that. It's like, well, first of all, Evan Longoria sucks. Yeah. Second of all, uh, he's lives in Scottsdale, undoubtedly, and guys are going to play, play for a little cheaper there because they live there and they they kind of want to play there, if you know. Yeah, dude. Versus dude wants, dude versus wants shitty old Milwaukee. You don't think dude wants to chase tail and you know at the W in Scottsdale? Come on. I'm sure he's happily married. Yeah, I know. That's neither here nor there sometimes. But
0: but yeah. um, So, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. That bullpen is is interesting because it's, yeah, it's Matt Bush as your, Matt Bush and Peter Strzelecki as your, uh, your setup guys. And then Aaron Ashby's in that middle reliever role with Wade Miley now, now in the starting rotation, uh, just on like a projected depth chart. So it'll really be Miley, Ashby, and Hauser for that. For that final pitching spot, which would be interesting, Good battle. Hauser should be gone. Uh, I, I'm okay with the Hauser giving Hauser another chat. I just think, I there's some really good data that the Brewers got away from his fastball. I I forget. Oh, I, he, yeah, I think it's his fastball. Like he actually has a good fastball. And the Brewers are like, oh, sinker, sinker, sinker. And it's like actually, like should be using his fastball a little bit more. And, uh, and so I don't know, maybe. Who knows? He's well, he crazy. also a guy. He's also a guy though that it's all between the ears for him. And it's like one bad thing happens, and it's like then two bad things happen, and three
1: bad things happen before you know it, it's a grand slam, and you're like, oh shit! All right, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's like, three runs every every first inning for him, which is a huge problem.
0: Right, right, and and yeah, I mean, I think the other part of it too is like you know, Hobie Milner is another guy where it's like I loved what Hobie Miller did last year. But Hobie Miller is that classic bullpen guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where it's one year you're awesome, and the next year you are a trash can. For sure. Oh. Long way to go, though. I think like at this point, like like two years ago, I was screaming. I was like, finally done with David Stearns. I was like, oh, like I was finally joining your guys' side, say out of the dark side. And they said, cold walk. Like a day later, and I was like, eh. all right.
1: So it's us change it a little bit. There was a
0: wild like shock jock that rumored that Tatis was going to get traded to the Brewers. Um, not taking any stock into that at all. No. Um, no. If it did happen, I would, oh God, I tell you what, you wouldn't want to hear from me. I'll just, just put it that way. Mm-hmm. I will, I, you would not want to hear from me. It would
1: be ugly. It would be a scene. Yeah. It still wouldn't be good enough, Charlie. <laughs> so, um, as we wrap up, as my
0: voice uh, continues to dive in and out, um, which thank you guys for holding on. As I said to people yesterday, just go at like two and a half, go at like a half, two or one and a half, go at two, whatever you need to get through. Um, hopefully when I return, I get the fresh Cancun air. I'll uh, The cords will be back to normal. What Do you, do you think that I'm going to be able, if the Packers do make the playoffs, do you think that I'm going to be able to avoid... Uh, having the Packers playoff game either while I'm in Mexico or in the air. Uh, we talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago. Before it was a reality. Now it's getting closer to reality. I think I'm gonna be okay, but I'm still nervous. They might get that Saturday night game, but that would that'd be that'd be worst case scenario. Besides the new game, new game also worst case scenario. But I'm probably just driving, home, which is which is okay. I can live with
1: that. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. Like avoid it in terms of you don't you don't wanna know what happens or you, avoid it
0: in terms just, of like it just you know, a lot of logistical hurdles to clear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're kind of in tr- so when are you when are you flying back? Saturday. No, Sunday Sunday
0: morning. Sunday morning. I'll be back by like one o'clock in Chicago. Yeah. So the okay. dude game the nude game's gonna be really tough. Like the nude game would be really tough. Uh, my father-in-law is a Chiefs fan, so that might make things interesting if they're playing Saturday. Or, you know, I have no idea what they're doing with the AFC, uh, with all the stuff going on with the Bills and the Bengals and the Chiefs and all that. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting um, to see what what transpires and where the Packers end up. I mean, if it's Packers 49ers, I I could see that being Sunday night primetime. time. Um, I could see that being Monday night. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. I do think Packers Niners is a prime time game for I, sure.
1: I I heard on the radio, I believe, not sound like a boomer, but yeah. that the Monday night game has to be a four or five matchup. Oh, interesting. Why yeah. is that? I like I don't know. I don't know if it's a contractual thing or or what.
0: Oh wow! Well, um, so that's interesting because if it is that that that's the case, that changes like my whole perspective on guessing this, which is one of my favorite things. I was doing this with my dad on New Year's and he looked like I was like a fucking weirdo. He's like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. I do this with my friends all the time. Like, Leave me alone. Um, yeah. It's like, I guess, I guess we're the weird ones. If that's oh, the
1: totally, case.
0: 100%. Yeah, we are. If that's the case, then Dallas, Tampa's going to get that, right? DSPN could get Brady at the Cowboys? Holy shit.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, they would. I, I, I think I heard that from one of the guys on the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. That, that might league. be true
0: though, because the last year was Rams. I think Rams Cardinals was four or
1: five. I don't know. Just fun to try to figure out because it's all about what are people like. What's what you want to always think about? What the league thinks can maximize their ratings, and yeah, it changes every year and kind of and I don't know, just dumb stuff. Abs- absolutely. About.
0: Absolutely. And honestly, um, we all we just at least one that we can like pencil in is the Jacksonville Jaguars playing at three thirty on on
1: Saturday afternoon. Yeah, they'll get the first they get it, game. Yeah. Whatever, They're, whatever. Whoever wins, South, in, whoever wins in, whoever gets in from that division's getting that game. AFC um, South Saturday. Yeah. Sure. Done deal. And, I can predict that. I can project that bitch Um,
0: you know, it's like kinda like when you're saying, "Oh, the Republicans have taken Wyoming after like the polls close immediately," it's like, of course.
1: Yeah. Well, there was also some uh, clarity on what they're doing with the AFC. Oh I yeah. Believe, uh, late breaking right, news. Right before we started podcasting, actually, and I don't know if you saw it. Now I can't fucking I saw, find it. I saw they
0: canceled the game. That's the only
1: thing I saw that they're not going to play the game. Yeah, the game's done. Um. If the Ravens beat the this is from Florio, the yeah. Ravens beat the Bengals on Sunday. Home field advantage for a wild card game between those two would be determined by a coin flip. Wow. Um, so it sounds like it would. if they are doing the neutral site game for the AFC Championship. Would be if wow. if it involves like you know one or both of those teams. So. If Kansas City goes and like a four seed makes it, then, just play um, with the Chiefs. then it, it'll just be played at the Chiefs at Arrowhead. But, um, yeah, so you called that one. And, yeah. I, and I think that's, that's probably the best thing for everyone. You know, they shouldn't play that game. Um, I think that if they had more time, they would, but, um, You know, obviously they can't. So it's just, you know, I I, believe me, I I think the NFL would like to get their money out of that game. I mean, that's, you know, if, like I said, if they just had more time, it probably would happen. But, well, yeah, this happened. This
0: this happened in week 10. I think this is an entirely different scenario. Right. So, well, we'll just have to see. I guess they're going to vote on a resolution on friday we'll see what happens it'll be very interesting
1: yeah. and it right sounds man. like there's there's been some good news on damar hamlin totally um, i don't know um very scary stuff and i don't I i wanted to at least mention him and you know i don't know it's um literally going to be day by day um with him and i don't know it's you know we've got some good news i think the um the perception is, is, uh, been more positive the last day, you know, 24 hours or so, but this guy's got a long way to go, man. I don't think he's right. ever playing football again. I mean, it, it's, it's terrible. Um no, it's, well,
0: uh, it's not, it's not great. And I, I think that it's, you know, I was obviously very sick on Monday, um, or your, what was going on in, in Cincinnati, but I definitely wanted to watch the game, and I decided to turn it on, literally right as like everything's kind of happening. I didn't see the play, um, and you know just following along Twitter, text like I was pretty you know out of it, and I was like, well, it's we're just it was just so crazy, and then I was like kind of captivated where I was like I'd so you know kind of rallied a little bit to be like I just. You know, I hope everything's okay. Like, I hope he's, I, you know, I, I don't. And then, you know, you hear a story about what he does in the community and all this other stuff. It's like, Jesus. Like, it's, it's, as Roger said, it fucks you up. 24 years old. it You know, it you got a lot of life to live. So hopefully every step is a, is a positive one. And there'll probably be some steps back, but hopefully those aren't for a while. And hopefully yeah. he just gets back to just being a human again. And,
1: uh, and that kind of goes from there. Yep. Yep. We're all praying for him for sure. What about, all right, man. Well, I will,
0: uh, I will be back in two weeks. Um, I don't know if Mitch is going to do a podcast. I've given him that, that right. Uh, he doesn't have to. Um, if not, I will, I do I do have like, I, I'm hoping at least one evergreen, maybe more. I have a really good verse topic that I want to do as sort of an evergreen thing. I just have to do the research and so we'll just see if I can actually do the research. It's going to take a while, but uh, yes, I, mean, all right, take care, man. Have a good one. See you. Peace. Peace.